Hello, friend. Welcome. Our episode today, 517, is with shop owner Brian Gossel, who started as a technician and a service writer, and he finally achieved his goals when he stopped being afraid. Going to church, it, like, I mean, I was in tears one day because it was like the pastor was, my wife was like, how many more signs do you need? Oh. Just little things like that. What was um, one of them? Like, not being afraid. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, welcome, Carm Capriato here, the Automotive Aftermarket Podcast Guy. Nice to have you by. Hey, thanks for supporting the shows and for being a loyal listener. Now, talk about being energized. Now, when I'm out at conferences and training venues, you do what I ask. Now, you stop me and say hi. It happened a lot at Vision KC 2020 this year, and and, and I thank you. I love to meet my listeners, and the encouragement, wow, keeps me working hard for you. Hey, these audio workshops are for the benefit of the automotive aftermarket. They're produced so that you will learn just one thing, just one thing. Now, the secret is that you must implement that great new idea, your takeaway, and make it your own. We are here to help all ships, but especially your ship to rise. Hey, don't forget, the website has a ton of resources and different ways to find a topic that we've covered. Check out the keywords page great, great resource. Uh, We also have the books page and the AMI page on the website, remarkableresults.biz. Or another way to get to it is remarkableresultsradio.com. Both ways, you'll find a ton of resources to help your development. A Remarkable Results Radio is so proud to partner with Napa Auto Care and the 2020 Napa Expo. Hey, look it. I'm looking forward to meeting you there along with Napa suppliers, industry experts, and your peers in Las Vegas, April 6th through 9th, 2020. Hey, I've seen some outstanding behind-the-scenes planning, and trust me, you'll be deep in on the latest news and industry information along with discussions on the hottest trends, and I guarantee you'll meet a lot of new friends as your network builds. Hey, see you at the 2020 Napa Expo. Hey, in this episode, I'm with Brian Gossel of BG Automotive, Fort Collins, Colorado. In this interview, Brian illuminates for us the strength of minimizing your fears and moving your business forward. It's true that fear or failure may halt your progress, but finding new ways to get over your fears requires acknowledging your fears and adopting a disciplined mindset. Find Brian Gossel's bio, the show notes, and links to his previous episodes at remarkableresults.biz slash e517. Hey, this pure form of audio aftermarket wisdom is formulated to make your aftermarket life easier. We bring this food for thought as a cure for your aftermarket cravings. Another one right here for the record books. Hey, warm welcome to Brian Gossel, BG Automotive, Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I'm terrific, man. Um, you've been on the show a couple of times now. So great to have you. We're here at Lincoln Tech Colorado Summit. We're doing this recording, and I've always wanted to get you to come on and do a one-on-one with me and talk about the evolution of uh, your your career into sure. a multi-shop owner. And I think it was a couple of podcasts ago, it was a Town Hall Academy. You said, yeah, 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 I... I don't want to go back in the shop or it was something on that order when I realized that you have a story to tell that the industry needs to hear. So many shop owners that uh, get romanced and, and draw themselves back into wanting 
to get into the shop and sure. and you have a different take on that. It's very easy to do. So I think I'd love you to set the story up of, yeah, I, okay. I was a tech who knew I could be a businessman and I hit a brick wall and here's what happened. I'll give you the cliff notes version. So I was a, you know, never really good at school. So I became a technician. I love working with my hands and stuff and got to working at a shop and uh, the owner had let me kind of go and I had been blessed with some skills and he had me doing technician and service writing. Oh, So I was doing both bouncing back and forth and he kind of let me run the show with really new education. He had no real structure. We didn't have any, like his idea of doing an estimate was like, Oh, taking times that by two and we'll kind of be close and, you know, never really track numbers. So when you look back, was he testing you or was he just a poor manager? Poor manager. Okay. And there was some opportunity where I had gone to some, I think it was an RL O'Connor, some, mm -hmm. a class. And I was like, man, I want more of that. And he was like, no, we're good. And I was like, okay. He and I went and, uh, I mean, I grew the business the best I could with the skills I had and we did good. We, he and I actually partnered up and bought a motorcycle parts and accessory business. So did you have a lot of business acumen inside I, of you that you didn't know no, about? I guess, I mean, uh, yes, I have skills of natural being able to talk and okay. lead people. How about your intuition? You feel about things and you end up making the right decisions based on your gut. For the most part. Yes, okay. absolutely. I okay. mean, I'm, I drive my wife nuts. Okay. You know, um, she says you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your wife's name is Cindy. Cindy. Yep. Okay. Cindy. Cindy. And she spells it awesome. C-E-N-D-I. C-E-N-D-I. Yep. That's a nice take on yeah, that. Hopefully get to meet her tonight. Is she in the business with you? She is. And she has been. And that's like a whole part of the, like the story. She didn't want to be. She is a hairstylist by trade. So we've been married, it'll be 22 years this year. Wow. We've been through a lot, you know, and we talk about like the bike shop thing that we had. We grew that and that was like right around when 9-11 hit. And I mean, the recession and stuff went down and we weren't ready for stuff. So, I mean, it bankrupt us. Like we had to shut the bike shop down. We consolidated the shop into where the bike shop was just to try to make ends meet. And, mm. um, but was the, was the guy you were partnered with very active owner? He was in it. Okay. Like, and he was actually running the motorcycle business and I was running the shop. Okay. All right. So it, I see, I see the legacy here now. Okay. Yeah. So now you're really immersed in the deep end of the pool, running the shop with yeah. not a lot of training. No, I, I didn't. I mean, just maybe one or two classes every once in a while. Okay. That was it. But you're, are you turning wrenches too? Yep. Ah, yep. See, okay. I was a working fool, you know, and I, I talked about the race and that was my, that is my passion and my dream, yeah. you know? And so I worked super hard to where I could. Racing what? Bikes or sprint cars? Okay. So that all happened. And I have a, actually the other owner is over here at class right now. John Mitchell's a good friend of mine and he had a European shop that was across the street. Mm -hmm. Stuff I wasn't getting paid. Stuff was getting really bad. You know, tax people were calling us. I mean, crap hit the fan bad, mm -hmm. you know, and going through that, I rolled my toolbox across the street to a European shop and I hated German cars. Like Volkswagen was like evil. Wait a minute. Did you have equity in the, in the other shop? Not in the shop, just in, ah, the, just in the, in motorcycle, the motorcycle business. In the motorcycle okay. business so you, so you rolled without any worry yep. into the, into the Euro shop. Yep. And, and it was a two bay shop and a car lot. And with the skills that I had, they were going to quit doing, stop focusing on service and focus on sales. Within the little time I was there, they flip flopped it to where the service was making more than the sales was. And now, you know, they're thriving repair shop and not focusing on sales. 
you were the plug, if you will, the spark plug for it that. Kind of ignited it, yeah. Okay, and then you continue to learn and yeah. learn, and okay. I had several offers across the country for people wanting me to go work for them wow. through the racing thing. Okay, but we decided to stay at home in Fort Collins because that's where our roots were and our family was. And yep. started. It'll be it's thirteen years ago. Started with uh, I always my story. I started with a metal bench, four jack stands, and my toolbox. Where in a in Fort Collins and a. Uh, 1500 square foot shop. What prompted you to say, I got to do this on my own? <sighs> I mean, it was a God thing, honestly. I mean, I'm a man of faith and there were so many things that it just happened going to church. It, like, I mean, I was in tears one day cause it was like the pastor was, my wife was like, how many more signs do you need? Oh, just little things like that. What was um, one of them? Like not being afraid, you know, cause I was scared. Sure. You know, I, I don't know. I've never done this. I'm just a worker. Um, Pull the trigger. I've got everything to lose. You never look at the upside. Yep. Yeah. And I've always moved forward and always had a positive and great faith. And, and then I go to look at this shop and there was a man that I had met through, uh, it's called the CBMC, Connecting Christian Businessmen to Christ. Okay. And I called this phone number and I'll never forget we had a blizzard and there was like four foot of snow in front of the door and we had to shovel to get into the shop. There's another and, sign. And here is <laughs> this man who I had looked up to and respected. And here he is the landlord. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And he was like, Oh man, you can come in here, start early. We paint my, you know, Oh wow. I mean, he, he basically said it's yours. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I'd put deposit and rent, but he let us get in there I, yeah, early and start yeah, cleaning and sure. doing stuff. And 13 years ago. 13 years ago. And now, and you're multi-shop at Multi-shop. Wow. Okay, let's and keep going. So we had, I did it by myself for quite a while. And I was always afraid, you know, my shop, you could, I'd mop the floor every day, you know, it's spotless. Cindy and I like were kept going. I kept doing more and I'd, I was always afraid at hiring because I was never really good at it. I didn't know how. And when I was running the Eller shop, I wasn't good at it. You know, so I just did it and we'd hire the wrong people, hire the Mr. Right, not Mr. Right now. So there was a bunch of stuff that did I you learn did. anything though. Yeah. Not a lot of what not to Are do. Are you still doing the hiring? No, no. Oh, your, your guy, Phil, Phil, is. Yep. Phil. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is even funny this morning we were eating breakfast and a Schneller shop, but he asked me if I was hiring somebody and I was like, yes. And I said, call Phil. <laughs> you well, know? you know, there, there's a perfect story there and it's a story that some of us get big enough uh, to hire the people to do the stuff we don't want to do. Sure. We always, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an important strategy in a, in, a, in a business is hire people smarter yeah, and better. I always say that all the time. Yeah. Hire somebody smarter or better than yeah. me because I'm not that smart. So yeah. good. And I love to do these interviews. These are, you know, Brian's a humble guy. I mean, he's successful, but he's humble, willing to tell the story of, hey, I sucked at that. Mm-hmm. Look at where, what I've grown and I'll continue to grow because I know my limitations. I know sure. my strengths and I know my weaknesses. So back to the story, yeah. we had grown and I think I, it was two or three years in and I had some part-time help kids, you know, just to help. I was working a ton. You know, I'd come into work at six in the morning and work till six at night, go home and eat dinner with my family. And then I would come back at nine or 10 and I'd work till two or three, four in the morning and be back at 6 a.m. You know, I did that for years. And, um, it's a story that's repeated all oh, the time. Oh yeah. And it, it is there. And I forget how and what had happened, but Buck Graham, he's a good near and dear friend of mine. He is an ATI salesman. He came in and, uh, wanted to talk to me and he, like the whole ATI thing, ATI, you know, they don't promote it, but they, they have faith behind what they do. And especially Buck, like the relationship that we have. Uh-huh. 
like he saw something in me and he bent the rules to get me to sign up. And I was crapping my pants to sign up for ATI. And I mean, Cindy and I went to lunch and talked and I was like, man, you struggled. Well, I was scared to death because that's a lot of money. And back then, I don't know, it was 30, 40,000 bucks to sign up for the program. And here I was a one and a half man band, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but everything they talked about. You heard something and saw that if you could do this, you would be able to get to that plateau that you can only dream about. Sure. And so we did sign up and hear something else. It took me three years to listen. Oh my. Oh, there's the boom, the V8 the, moment. Kaboom. Yep, kaboom. It took me three years to listen, like the hiring stuff. And my coach would push me and I'm too busy to check my numbers. But and the I, money that you spent didn't motivate you to listen. Just the little bit that I was doing was working, working, uh, you know, working, okay, right. you know, parts margin and right, okay. job supplies and things sure, like that. Sure, I get it. So signing up for ATI, I never, never in my mind regret. And I never had an issue paying for it mm-hmm. because of the basic stuff that they teach you that I'd know, I mean, I'm not good at math. Frick, I need a calculator to do stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And so they really got me, but it took me three years to like, really listen. I would still hire the Mr. Right now instead of the Mr. Right. So come to it, like Phil, my Phil, I had met him. He was at discount tire for, he was there for 15 years before he left. And every, like I'd met him and I'm like, that dude's awesome. I dated him for two years at least, you know, I mean, every time I'd be like, Hey man, yeah, what's yeah. up? You know, we need to talk someday. Romancing the stone. Yep. Yeah, okay. We need to talk someday. And I think it took a year to talk, you know, I mean, but it was just like, you hey, never lost sight. No. This was a challenge. Yeah. You were going to have him on board. Yep. And okay. then you're pushing my coaches. Always, you always got to be hiring. So I was always right. starting to look yep. at waitresses and waiters and yep. just everywhere. But Phil and I finally talked and I mean, I literally, what he needed to make, I was like, oh my Lord. Okay. How am I going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm I, sure I made an offer. Did Buck show you the way? Buck showed us the way. <laughs> and Buck is great at the number side of stuff. And, you know, here I'd thought, I mean, I was making money, but looking at my margins and stuff, I thought I was doing good because of the way my boss taught me how to do it. And I mean, I think my parts margin and I look back at the program was like 30%. Hey, it's Carm here. Today, I have a special message for Napa Auto Care Centers who are looking to take the next step in growing their business and partnership. Now, if you're ready to strive and take it to the next level, Napa invites you to consider gold certification. Gold Certification is a premier tier of Napa Auto Care that recognizes repair shops with a higher level of participation in the Auto Care program. The program was built by Auto Care Centers for Auto Care Centers to provide a consistent consumer experience, maximize technology leverage, and reward Napa's most committed partners. When consumers visit a gold-certified auto care center, whether it's a small facility in a rural community or a multi-bay shop in a large metropolitan area, they can expect a first-class service repair experience. This includes a well-trained staff using today's technology and quality Napa parts in a comfortable, up-to-date facility. Customers at gold-certified shops will also enjoy an extended parts and labor warranty, valuable saving opportunities, along with access to credit to pay for needed repairs, and a whole lot more. 
Here's what you need to qualify for the program. First, you need to be an active auto care partner for at least 12 months and have a steady business presence in your market for at least two years. Then to become gold certified, it's necessary to meet specific requirements that chosen because they create the most consistent consumer experience and proven to generate the most significant results for auto care centers across the country. Some of these include using digital vehicle inspection, having at least one ASE Master Certified Technician, a co-branded exterior, and offer consumer financing through NAPA Easy Pay. You must also be an active member of a business development group. Once your shop achieves gold certification, you'll receive a number of benefits, including priority placement on NAPA's shop locator pages, an allowance for marketing funds, 3636 peace of mind and local labor coverage, access to auto tech training, NAPA Tracks shop management system, smart sign digital menu board, and more. Talk with your servicing NAPA store to find out everything you need to know about becoming a gold certified shop. Did you listen to ATI and bump your margin big, or did you take an, a slow step? Oh, it took me a little bit. It took you a okay. Yeah, right, okay. it took me, and the labor eight and stuff. All right. Other people that are listening, there's, I was doing a lot of work on the side, which we don't allow that at our shop now, because I want you to be busy enough to be able to do, you don't have to work on the side. Sure. Um, you want to pay them a living wage so they, yeah. don't, they don't have to do that. Yeah. But I did work on the side. And when I did it, I charged what the shop was charging. I didn't discount stuff. That's good. So the little things like that, why under, undermine the industry? If you're doing it, do it, you know, do it right. Way back when in the motorcycle days, you were mm-hmm. still working on the side. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. And, and now you do, you do not encourage it. No, I want everybody to be well off enough that they don't need to work on the side. I want their personal time to be their personal time. And I, we have a great staff and yeah, there may be a guy that he asks if he can come in on the weekend to work on his personal vehicle or a family. Like we allow immediate family and that's it. So you hired your Phil. Yep. Oh, by the way, I'm going to inter- interview while I'm here as a, as a key leader, but was it, were you in multi-shop mode by that time? No, Ah. nope, nope, definitely. But, but you really hired Phil to supplant the weaknesses that you had. Yes. He's like my brother from another mother. When you meet, like he and I are so much alike, we can complete each other's sentences. Wow. And so ATI is a wonderlick test. On Phil's thing, he's not afraid to make the unpopular decision. Sure. I am. Like firing people or holding people accountable, I, I was horrible at it. But within time, focusing on it, working it, like I'm still not great at it and I don't enjoy it because of my nature. It, you know, it's hard to do it. But now sure. I... I can do it. And I understand there's actually better. How long did it take? You know, this is a great point to bring up. We don't want to bring the bad news to people, but you say, if you had to right now, you could do it. Yeah. How does that big change in, in people come about? I mean, was was there a moment you could say, I finally got it or I finally got the courage to do it? Phil and I both learned like when we were letting people go, and they were caught off guard. They didn't know we were doing it. Ah. We were afraid to lose them because, you know, technicians are hard to find. And so it was a uh, man in with coaching and networking and meeting people. Like if they don't know they're getting let go, you failed. Bingo. That's, that's what's going through my mind. You should never be surprised yep. because it, it should be coming on. You should be sitting down yeah, with We the used boss. to never write people up. Right. Now we write people up. We yep. hold them accountable. Yeah. Um, and now we're even taking that to the next level. Now, like our original store is amazing. 
Like what it does out of that small shop is unbelievable. Are you telling me that this is the original shop that you? Yeah. The original store is wow. still like we've added on okay. to units and cut holes in the wall. And Do you own the shop bigger. now? Do you own the building? I, we have four units and I own three of the four units. Okay. All right. Okay. We just kept going and growing and 3.5 out of that store last year. And OMG. It's, yeah. It's phenomenal. Wow. And that was without Phil and I really being in there. Cause last year is when we went and opened up our two other stores the last week of February and the first week of March, a week apart, we opened two stores. So I'm just going to make an assumption that you're a five or $6 million yep. company yep. in 13 years. Where are you now? A uh, phenomenal, phenomenal so story. That just goes to like all the stuff that I've been learning. Like I'm an ATI and have been, and we've been in their top 12 shops okay, three so or four times. You, you, you didn't decide to say, I, I've done my five or six years of coaching. No, but you, you stayed in it because you needed the We're discipline. Still, absolutely. I yeah, still, yeah, I yeah. mean, and having a coach and somebody to hold me accountable. Bingo. Um, having their portal to where I can track numbers. And I love looking at the numbers now. Um, ah. And seeing stuff. And I can see trends like, you know, my wife, the other night, we were just talking about something and she's not a very attaboy person. Okay. But she actually is like, dear, you're so smart. And I mean, just that made me feel so good. Cause just like I was redoing a pay plan and looking at, you know, Judy was talking a little bit ago about your car count goes up and your AR goes down. And mm -hmm. I was watching numbers. Our car count went up a hundred cars a month and our ARO went down a hundred bucks. So that, proved to me we need to hire another salesman. So just little things like that, you know, watching the numbers and seeing how things happen before they happen and, you know, going to the guys and they're like, how did you figure that out? I'm like, here. And I mean, no, I show them. no longer a technician. Yeah. And that's now, hard. Now an analyzer Man. of numbers. <laughs> you still get to be a fixer. Okay. I'm a fixer. And that was a hard thing ah. as we've grown and I started hand, letting go of stuff. So it's funny to watch this transition. It was super hard for me to hand off my customers and friends to Phil. You know, like, hey, a customer comes in that's been following me for 10 years before. They made you. Yeah. And they love me. And I mean, if, like, they are like their family and handing them off. And that was like a true handoff. And now Mike is our Mike and Jay both are our guys at our big store now that we've had to hand off and Phil's had to do the yeah, same thing. Right, right. But, but you trusted Phil. Yep. He, you romanced him. You got him on board. You realized he was like you. But yet, it was so hard to let go. Sure. And even the letting go of the, naturally, we are fixers. I, I love to be able to walk. It makes me feel good when I can fix something. Got it. So now there's been that challenge and I've honestly been depressed this last year or two because I don't get to fix things anymore. Mm. You know, it's like I'm losing my purpose. And so you're learning and figuring out how to do it. But now. But you're tweaking the numbers, oh yeah. the marketing. You are, I mean, but it's yeah. still, it's not the same. It's, okay. Is it because you're a hands-on guy? I'm a hands-on guy. Okay. hundred percent. But, and that's not going to happen right away. So walking through the shop and this has been a, we've been talking about and working towards. So we also are in the transformers mastermind group. Yep. We're talking about education and training. I am holy moly overload. Yeah. There's so much incoming. When, do you have a chance to really sit down and say, and do that implement thing? That's where I'm really working on the team, getting my team to help me implement. Cause that's, I'm not a good implementer. Okay. I got great ideas, but, but Phil is Phil is way. Yeah. He is like the visionary integrator thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, like 90% visionary and he's close. He's got a lot of visionary in him also. Yeah, 
um, but way more integrator than I do. And he always tells me I have a shotgun and he, he takes my shotgun away and gives me a rifle. Exactly. With a scope. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just all those little, like working and getting better at your shortcomings. And so you go by, you go by uh, a busy shop and you, you watch the guys out in the bays. Does it just draw you in? You want to just get in there and do something? It got like, it was to the point where I'd put my gloves on even to help take the trash out or do something. And I'd get, what are you doing? Ah. So it, the whole team knew what needed to happen. So the reason you're here to tell this story is that exact thing. Um, so many uh, shop owners, we know technicians own the shop, struggled for 10 years to try to figure it all out. You did it much earlier in your career. Uh, hit you up over the head. Is there any, when you look back and say, I wish I could have told my younger self something, you know, any advice we can share with the audience? Listen sooner. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. when I joined ATI, I was paying all that money and I didn't listen for three years. I mean, it, it, it paid for itself and it made me better. But if I could have started even sooner. Yeah, you know, that's a great testimonial just for the 700 and 38 podcasts as of today that we have between all three different shows, Remarkable Results Town Hall Academy and For the Record. And there's so many people like you, Brian, that have come on and shared these stories and coaches and, and trainers and educators that tell this story over and over again. And to the point, uh, you're listening to the podcast, you're writing some things down, you're going to the website, you're looking at all the talking points that we have. And I always seem to say, listen to learn one thing, but you gotta, you gotta do something about what you learn. Sure. And so if you would, if you would have listened, listened a lot earlier, you'd be way, way ahead of the curve right now. Right. Yeah. And, and you're a young man, man. You're a young man. I'm, I hesitate to say that you're under 45. I am under 45. Wow. See, unbelievable. It's, it's a, it's a success story, Yeah, but you were stubborn. I get that. Yep. You were, you were a hands-on tech guy and now you're hands off because you made the right hires. You, you got the discipline you needed. You fixed and tweaked the, the, the measures, the KPIs, the, the, the margins, the marketing. And, and now you're just an incredible success yeah. story. And, and now Phil is going through the same things that I had gone through with our, one of our stores. He had to let go the sales team. So he's back on the counter oh again, my. and but we were, we're deep enough, and he's actually at training today right now because of how deep our, deep our team is but, to move some people around. But why was it an acquisition that you kept? No, literally with both those acquisitions, like one of them was kind of an acquisition where I can use the name. The other one we bought just the brick and mortar. Okay. So we hired ten new people. Okay, I see. Okay, we had to hire Mister right now. And there's your point. You can't make home run hires no. every time. No. But you, you have to stay close to them. You you can't make them and say, oh, I can relax now. I made a hire. Yeah. Can't do no. that. No. Got to continue. And I, like Phil and I both have learned. But like right now, even for me, it like breaks my heart to see him he's like, I failed. And I'm like, you haven't failed. We had a hiccup, dude. I mean, both the stores, we've already doubled the revenue they'd ever done in their history, you know, within the, we're 10 months in now, 11 months in. Um, Just imagine if you have the right people. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. And it, so having the right people and the culture and the place you want to go work, that's where it's at, you know, I mean, and just being nice and caring about people, that's, you know, our mission, vision, purpose. Um, our mission is to uh, to change the automotive industry and it, the public perception of it. Mm -hmm. We would 
had a BG mastermind meeting a year ago and we redid all this stuff and okay. it was to beat cool. a f- five by 2025. 20, okay. We not, we're going to crush that. And be okay. like, Got it. So, and uh, our purpose is to continue to grow our team and give them opportunity for growth. Excellent. And you know, there's nothing like coming to work every day, knowing that the purpose of the company that I work for is to continue to make me blossom and successful and, and healthy in my job and learned, yep. you know, think of your commitment to training. Yep. What a, what a great culture. Uh, so 13 years ago, you opened the shop. Otherwise, you know, you've been in this business your whole life. Uh, ever expect to be here at this moment? Every once in a while, we have to stop and, and, and look back and say, I made some wrong moves, but I thank God I made some right ones. Oh, for sure. In I have been so blessed. I mean, to be where I'm at, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought I'm where I'm at. But do you stop long enough to say that, you know, like your wife says, hey, yep. you're, you're, you're smart, Brian. You got to take some credit for making, pulling the right levers. Uh, yes. And that's the humble and I, the servant leadership thing. So that's something yeah. I've really been struggled with because I, I'm a servant leader. I understand. And huge, huge things. Even like at our Christmas party this last year, we've always done it at our house up until this year. And that was hard for me. Cindy and Phil were like, we are not doing it at your house. And I'm like, man, cause we think 55, 60 people there that would have been way hard for me to cook and cater. And like, I do all that stuff, but the break and bread sure. in the feeding them, but it actually worked out very well to, we rented a spot and they cooked and everybody was super happy. And I was happy with how it went. You know, I mean, change, if you're not going, if you're not changing, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. Right. What a perfect end of this episode. I loved it. Uh, I, I thank you for being here and, and spending some extra time and telling your story. And again, to the listener, you need to share this with someone who knows Brian's story, who shares Brian's story and realize that it takes a lot of fortitude, a, a little luck, a lot of hard work. But as you said, boy, listen and do. Yep. Excellent, man. Thanks so much. Brian Gossel, BG Automotive, Fort Collins. Uh, how many stores? Three. Three. And we say Northern Colorado now because we're on Longmont also. So Okay. Yeah, just a- <laughs> Good for you. Thanks, man. Heck yes. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.